singing this morning, the good, sweet Spirit of God I feel in my soul. Amen. He is turning some things over in there for me this morning. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I think about it a whole lot about what Matt said, if my mind, I don't know that my mind ever just says, boy, I doubt he's coming, but my actions do. My actions say I doubt he's coming a awful lot. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump on the coattails of that scripture this morning. And I'm going to remind you that Jesus said that he was coming like a thief in the night. Now to those that he was speaking to when he said he was coming like a thief in the night, that's that crowd that's not looking for him. That's a crowd that's not yet been born again. They don't believe in him, so they don't really believe he's coming back. They have heard the message. They have rejected that message. They have turned away from uh, the offer of grace, the offer of salvation, and they have said, no, I really just don't believe that 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 event really happened or that that event really applies to me or that that event in the future is actually going to take place. They just do not believe, therefore they are not looking, and when he comes, he'll steal the believers away like a thief in the night, and they'll wonder what it is that has happened. The Bible said then at that point, God will send strong delusion upon those who have who have not believed and who did not believe in the second coming of the Lord, that strong delusion will, because, will cause them to believe a lie and be damned to hell for all eternity. That is the Scriptures. I'll remind you that the Bible told a parable of ten virgins that had their lamps and five of them had them trimmed and burning and five of them let them run out of oil. They did not know when the master was coming. They were just to be ready when he came. Five were found without and perished. Five were ready and did not. Then I am reminded over in the book of 1 Thessalonians, every chapter in the book of 1 Thessalonians speaks of the second coming of the Lord. The church at Thessalonica had some concerns or they had some worries about whether or not Christ was really going to come back. They had concerns about the doctrine or the teaching of the resurrection of the dead that had died believing. And Paul addressed the coming of the Lord in every single chapter of the book of 1 Thessalonians. And then in 2 Thessalonians, there was apparently a letter circulating that he had already come and and uh, they had missed that, and, and uh, Paul addressed that, dealing, uh, dealing with what would take place. And in 2 Thessalonians, he said, uh, he's not going to come until he that leadeth will uh, be taken out of the way, that one that's hindering uh, be taken out of the way. He said, the Spirit of God's going to be uh, removed. He's going to come. He's going to uh, take us up out of here, and things are going to be different. Then here in chapter number 4 of 1 Thessalonians, Paul said, I wouldn't have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning 
them which are asleep that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. There is the hope. There is the hope for those that die uh, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, that death is not the end. There is the hope for those of us who have lost loved ones and friends uh, uh, that are buried somewhere in a cemetery. Uh, that, that cemetery is not uh, the end. He said, uh, he said, brethren, don't be ignorant uh, concerning them which are asleep. He said, but he will also then bring them which sleep. He's going to bring with him when he comes. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain... Now, I've given you hope this morning for those that are sleeping in Christ, but let me give you hope this morning for those of you that can hear me, those of you that have anchored all that you have into the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you hope this morning to press on, weary pilgrim. It won't be very long. Hey, listen, he said those of us which are alive and remain, he said unto the coming of the Lord, we shall not prevent them which are asleep for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven uh, with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we then we then we which are uh, alive and remain uh, shall be caught up together uh, with them in the clouds to do what? to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. We can talk about a glad reunion day, but listen, he said we're going to be caught up together with them to meet the Lord. That's what this thing is all about. It's about struggling through trials and tribulations down here and knowing that it's not going to be long until the trumpet sounds, until the Lord descends, until he calls us up yonder with him and we shall forever be with him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Why in the world would Paul write such things unto the church at Thessalonica? He said, So wherefore comfort one another with these words. Preacher, you don't know what I'm going through this morning. Press on. It won't be very long. Listen, Paul said uh, that he was now ready to be offered up uh, and the time of his departure was at hand. Uh, he said, henceforth there is laid up for me uh, a crown of righteousness. He said, but not to me only, but to all of them who love His appearing. Listen, if you're not anything else this morning, maybe you don't know where you exactly stand with your eschatology pre-post 
Ah, don't argue about all that stuff. Uh, Paul said we ought to be lookers, amen. Uh, ought to be looking uh, uh, for his appearing uh, and the blessed hope uh, out of the child of God. Uh, his appearing is not going to be as a thief in the night. Uh, uh, we're to be looking for him. Uh, he's given us all the signs. Uh, he's given us all uh, that's going to take place. Uh, and to you and I, we can look around right now and say he's coming as close. It's close. I too have heard it my whole life. Matt's dad was a preacher. I grew up in a preacher's home. Heard it told my whole life. But listen, I can honestly say today, there's nothing left to be done. There's not a prophecy left to be fulfilled. There's not anything left that he has to do. He can come anytime he wants to come. But listen, what's he waiting on? He's waiting on the father to say, son, go get him and bring him home. And listen, I don't understand all of that and I wouldn't pretend I would. But what I would say to you is this. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy endureth forever. His long suffering goes beyond that that my mind can understand. What I'm trying to say to you is this. If you're lost, there's still time. He's given you a season to get born again. And I'm telling you, when he comes, it'll be too late. And he is coming. And he's coming soon. So you ought to get in. You ought to repent. You ought to seek him while he may be found. There's coming a time when he won't be. By the way, did you ever play hide and seek when you was a kid? I, I played it when I was a teenager at night outside. It got the cops called on us a lot because we wouldn't shut up after 11. Amen. And when we'd hide from one another, we'd say, the person that was it would say, ready or not, here I come. And every now and then when I was hiding, I had such a good hiding place, they wouldn't ever find me. I mean, it seemed like they wouldn't ever I know where I was at. Sometimes uh, I just laid down in a shadow right in the middle of the yard uh, and they wouldn't see me and they'd walk around me and they'd walk by and in just a few minutes I'd say, whoop! <laughs> Why I did that? I wasn't really trying to stay in. I was really wanting them to find me. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Uh, this morning he's not hiding uh, in a way that you can't find him. Uh, he's right out here in the middle of everything. Uh, and he's saying, whoop, you ought to come over here. Uh, whoop, uh, you ought to come down here. Uh, whoop, uh, you ought to get saved, get born again. He's making himself available to you. Why? His coming is soon at hand. Uh, and he wants you to be born again. You ought to come to him while you can. And I read over there in the book of the Revelation, old John said, he said he saw an open door. <laughs> Chapter number four, first three chapters dealing with the church ages, dealing with the church as a whole, but then it was dealing with the ages 
or the different dispensations of that time. And there was all the way from Ephesus up to Laodicea. There was that Philadelphian crowd that didn't have anything wrong with them. There was that crowd that thought they were rich, but they were really poor. Thought they could see, but they were really blind. I mean, churches that had all kinds of problems in the middle of them. They, Brother Ralph has probably Baptist churches arguing with one another, bickering with one another. I couldn't worship like they ought to but all of a sudden John said he saw an open door and he heard these words come up hither and from that point till the end of the book there's not another mention of the church he called every one of them out of there hey look at it however you want to he said I'm going to show you the things that are the things that have been and the things which shall be hereafter and after chapter number 4 the church is missing from the book of the revelation. Why? John said he saw a throne and he saw somebody sitting on the throne and he saw thunderings and lightnings. He saw all kinds of things but the emphasis was on the throne. Hey, he's coming back and we're going with him when he comes. Hallelujah. That's a helping me. Monday morning will roll around. There won't be nothing spiritual about your alarm clock. Amen. It'll go off and you'll think, dear God, that's certainly what it'll sound like for those that die and go to hell. Amen. Eh, eh, eh. But if you'll open up your eyes, say, yes, it's Monday. But press on. It won't be very long. Press on. He could come today. Press on. That could be the last time I get to feel the sun baking on my skin. Press on. This could be the day that that soul gets born again. And God says, come up hither and we get out of here. Amen. What a day. What a day. Preacher, I just don't believe that. Well, I'm who, you're who I'm preaching to. Come get saved. Come get saved. If you can't believe that, you ought not be a member of a church because you ain't saved. Preacher, that's bold and and that's ugly, and you ought not say that. I'm afraid what happened if I stood before God without saying that. You ought to come get saved. You ought to come get saved this morning. I'm telling you, we're going to stand before Him one day, and you're going to stand before Him saved or lost. He said every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess. What are we going to confess? You're going to confess He's Lord. You're going to confess He's Savior. You're going to confess He's King of kings and Lord of lords. And then He'll say, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity, for I never knew you. And into hell you'll be cast for all eternity. I say you ought to get right with him while you can. He's coming soon. Coming soon. Amen. What a Savior. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Listen, he went through 1 Corinthians 15. He said if his resurrection isn't real, 
His coming isn't real. He said, everything we're doing is in vain. He said, our preaching's in vain. Our life's in vain. They just ain't no point in living if he didn't really get up from the dead and if he ain't really coming back again. But Paul went on in 1 Corinthians 15 had to say this. He said, in a moment... In the twinkling of an eye, he said, we're going to be changed and we're going to be like him. He said, this whole corruptible is going to put on incorruption. He said, this whole mortal is going to put on immortality. We're going to lay aside the filthy rags of this flesh and put on the righteousness of Christ himself and we're going to be like him. What does that mean, preacher? Impeccability. No more sin. And no more sorrow, no more heartbreak, no more suffering, no more pain. We're gonna be like him, and not another burden to bear, and nothing else in this life will ever worry you again. There'll be no more pressing, no more resistance. Then we'll sit down by the river. Hallelujah! I hope so. We'll rejoice for all eternity, worshiping. Him. Woo! What a Savior. God help my soul. I wish I understood it all the way I could tell it just like it's going to look and just like it's going to happen. Somebody said it here recently. A twinkle's quicker than a blink. That's a twitch. I mean, that's just a twitch of your eye. In the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I wish they'd let me preach one time where I could get my breath when I get over yonder just so I'd know what it feels like. Amen. <laughs> oh, what a day. Brother Johnny, we'll never have to say, preacher, would you pray for my boy? He ain't living right. You'll never have to say that again over yonder. Ain't going to be no praying in heaven. All the praying's going to be taking place in hell. That's what the rich man said. He said, I pray thee, go tell my brothers not to come to this place. All the praying's going to be happening in hell. All the preaching's going to be happening in hell. It's all going to be rehearsed in their ears over and over and over for all of eternity. How do you know that, preacher? Because the rich man remembered what went on between him and Lazarus. He remembered. I've said this a bunch of times. I've said it a bunch of times here. I'd hate for you to have to spend eternity in hell listening to my voice. Get saved so you can go to heaven and hear the angels sing. Amen. Amen. I don't even like to listen to myself preach. I don't like my voice. <laughs> what I'm telling you, if you get saved and go to heaven, you won't have to hear me preach anymore. Amen. <laughs> Somebody said, even so, come. Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, listen, he's coming. He's coming. Ready or not, he's coming. The Bible said so, Brother John. Brother John, the Bible said so. How many of you believe the Bible this morning? Do you believe it? Hallelujah, he's coming. 
He's coming. He's coming. That little grandbaby of mine will get ready to go somewhere. She's starting to talk pretty good. And she'll say, coming, Papa. If I don't answer right away, she says, coming, Papa. Coming. Coming, Papa. I'll say, I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. Listen, I'm telling you this morning, He's coming. You may wake up every morning saying, Come in, Jesus. Come in, Jesus. Come in, Jesus. One of these mornings, you're going to say, Come in, Jesus. He's going to say, Yes, I'm coming. I'll soon be there. I'm getting ready. The Father has almost got it all together. And when He does, I'm coming. Should he come while I'm preaching? If his suit fits you, you can have it. <laughs> Amen. That's a good Bible. Hardly even been used. You're welcome to it. Amen. <laughs> I've got a pretty good notion. It'll happen something like this. And yes, yes, that's my paycheck. And if it comes while I'm preaching, spend it wisely. Amen. Hopefully they won't charge you for that mark of the beast. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. It's going to be quicker than that. It's going to be quicker than that coat hitting the floor. It's going to be quicker than me getting the next word out of my mouth. Blink your eye and think about how quick all the Christians are going to be gone around you. All these people that you've made friends with that are Christians. All these people you've went to Sunday school with all these years. You know deep down in your heart you ain't never been born again. He's coming. Hey, listen, this ain't Peter Pan I'm talking about. Hey, man, it ain't a fairy tale. <laughs> That little voice inside your head, it ain't Jiminy Cricket talking. Hey man, are you listening? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. We ain't talking about, we ain't talking about fairy tales like, like we read in these movies that we watch where everything always comes out good in the end. If you're lost, it ain't coming out good for you. We can water that down and sugarcoat it, color it any way you want to color it. It ain't going to make no difference. If you're lost, when it comes, you're going to hell. There's no hope for your soul. Some would argue, and I wouldn't get into the argument with you. Uh, who are these? Uh, uh, John said, uh, uh, they told John, these are those that come up out of great tribulation. I just want to mention this to you and pass and believe how you want to believe about it. He didn't say these are they that came out up of the great tribulation. He said they come out of great tribulation. That could be any tribulation. Uh, and what I'm telling you is I wouldn't take my chances uh, on getting saved uh, uh, during the tribulation period. Uh, Everywhere I read in Revelation, it says these words, and they repented not, and they repented not. 
over and over and over and over. Uh, that seven year tribulation, uh, that's that 70 weeks of Daniel, that's designed specifically uh, to judge the Jewish people and the nation of Israel for what they did back then. Don't take your chances as a Gentile that you can get saved then. It's for them. I should have got Brother Marshall to speak on that while he's here. He knows all about that stuff. I ain't telling you there ain't going to be nobody get saved that's a Gentile, but I'm going to tell you this. The Holy Spirit of God's not going to be convicting hearts then like he is now. Your heart ain't going to beat out of your chest then. It'll be 100% by faith. There'll be no persuasion from him. You listening to me? You've rejected him with him persuading you now. What makes you think you'll take him when he's not persuading you then? Huh? He's coming. When he does, I don't know if you'll like how I'm going to say this or not, but when he does, all hell's going to break loose on earth. Literally, all hell's going to break loose on earth. He's going to loose that dragon up out of that pit. He'll chain him for a season. We know that. But he's going to loose that dragon. He's going to do all that. I'm telling you, men are going to be begging to die. Begging for the rocks to fall on them and can't die. When's that happen? That happens after he comes. That happens for those of you that's going to be left behind. Don't go read a book about it unless you're going to read the Bible about it. Amen. I ain't mad at you if you let read that series, but that's fiction. This is reality. This is non-fiction. I had to think for a minute what the other word was. Fiction is not real. I may be fixing to make all of you mad. T.D. Jakes leaves a video, it probably ain't going to do much good. Amen. Well, he's coming. It'd be foolish of me to tell you he's coming and not take the opportunity to tell you you could go with him when he does. Comfort one another with these words. Press on. Press on. It won't be very long. He's soon coming. Got a call this week from Tim Ballard. Imagine that. I talked about him Wednesday night. When I said I laid out a fleece and I wondered if Tim Ballard would testify. That Sunday morning, Tim Ballard was backslid and he didn't. Tim Ballard called me this week and for all the struggles that you go through as a preacher and all the hardships you go through as a church member and you think, where's any good news? Tim said, preacher, I've got good news to give you. He said, that little boy of mine, Hunter, that you knew when he was just a baby, he said he just announced his call to preach. That'll give a man a reason to press on. He said, I wanted you to know so you'd pray for him. 
press on. It won't be long until Jesus comes and takes us all out of here. But until then, He's still calling preachers. Until then, His grace is still readily available. Until then, you can still experience the mercy and the long-suffering of God. Until then, if He touches your heart, you ought to call on Him while He's nigh. Child of God, don't quit praying. He's soon coming. Keep your lamp trimmed and burning. We don't know what hour the Master cometh, but He's coming. I don't know. I don't have a watch that says exactly when it's coming. But He's coming. What if He come right now? What if He come right now? I'm not just asking, are you saved? I'm not just asking that. I'm asking, are you ready to stand before Him? If He come in, in the next 10 minutes, what would you do to get ready for His appearing? Would you do anything? Dear God, I'm standing up here preaching to you that He's coming, and I can think of some things I probably ought to do. Before he gets here. Amen. What if he come? He could. We act like we know he's not. Let me tell you the times I know he's not coming. Can I do that? Let me tell you the times I know when he's not coming. When somebody says he'll be here on October 21st at 10 p.m., he won't be here then. No, he ain't coming then. What about March 11th? Nope, he ain't coming then. Why? Because he said he didn't even know. He said only the Father knew. What makes you think some idiot down here knows when he's coming? You can't calculate the time of his arrival. It could be... Before I finish this sentence, but lucky for you that are lost, it didn't happen that way. Preacher, do you really believe that? If I didn't, I wouldn't preach it to you. I'm not going to preach anything to you that I don't believe myself. If I believe it myself, I better be able to find it in this book. He's coming. Why is he coming? He's coming to get his bride. Can I, can I tell you this? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it. Hopefully it'll be for you to understand and not to find fault with me about what I'm about to say. When he comes in the clouds, he is not coming for whosoever will when he comes in the clouds. He's already came for that. When he comes in the clouds, he's coming for his bride. He's coming for his bride. He's not coming for everybody when he comes back. He's already done that. You know what the Bible said? It said his own people rejected him. They've already rejected him. 
Didn't want him. Didn't want what he had to offer. He's not coming for them that have already rejected him. He's coming for those that said, I do. For those that said, yes, I'll be your bride. Amen. Well, he's coming. He's coming. Are you ready to meet him, saved or lost? Are you ready to stand before God? It's going to be, it's going to be like this, oh God. Oh God. I'm so sorry for how I've been. Are we ready to meet him just like we are? It is a fact in my mind with some folks, they're not ready spiritually, salvation-wise, to meet him. It's also factual in my mind that some people are not ready to stand before him just like they are right now. The reality. The question now becomes what will we do about it? What will we do about it? He's soon coming. Boy, that's encouraging, isn't it? One day, one day he's coming. The service has been encouraging and uplifting for the child of God. He's coming and he's coming soon. Can we say, like John said, even so come? Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, come. Just come on. Is that how we feel this morning? Or do we feel more like, Lord, I wish you'd give me a week. Give me a week. Let me clean up. Let me get my house in order. Is that how we feel? When he comes, he's not going to give you any time. He will not tarry. We'll say a lot if the Lord tarries. He will not tarry. When it's time to come, he's coming. He will not tarry. He's not going to stop off by another town and get sidetracked. When he comes, he's coming. He, listen, I'd go so far as to say he knows the cloud that he's riding on. He knows where it is. He knows when, it, when the Lord, when Father says come, he steps out and he's coming. He's anxious. He's ready. He's willing. He's able. And when he says come, he will come. Now, as he said come to your heart this morning, what will you do? Brother Matt's going to come and get a song, and I'm done. Will you come? Will you come? Let's stand our feet. Will you come? Are you ready? Are you ready?